0: Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni and Julie's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about Death Proof. Now, this movie follows two separate sets of women who are stalked at different times by a scarred stunt man who uses his death-proof car to execute his murderous plans. This movie is uh, one that I feel like. Is uh, forgotten a lot of the times when people talk about Quentin Tarantino. Um, this is part of a uh, sort of a two-part experiment that Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino did in uh, the the two thousands, mid two thousands. They um, they both made movies um, that were like deliberately very trashy and like exploitation, exploitation influenced, and just um, you know, just like kind of schlocky good time movies stuff that that they, they both had already been kind of making just a little bit more on the violent slash horror side. And, uh, they released both at the same time. And it was supposed to be a double feature where you could get, I believe two for the price of one. I think, I think that's how it was set up, but don't quote me on that. But I know it was like a double feature type deal and it was supposed to be an ode to old like exploitation films and like the seventies and eighties and stuff like that. And, um, it did horribly it was a massive flop and um i think that that's a big part of why this movie is largely forgotten i feel by a lot of people everybody knows Django. everybody knows pulp fiction and kill bill but a lot of people don't really talk about this one and i think that's kind of a shame because i think this movie is a lot of fun um when i hear about it you know i looked up reviews and stuff i feel like it's pretty mixed people uh people will either have Uh, you know, good things to say, or they, they're not really that into it, and I think that that's really interesting, because for me, this was, this was really, really good, and much better than I expected it to be. Now, I obviously can't say whether or not that's because I went in with adjusted expectations, you know, everyone's like, oh, this one's not that good, or like, you know, oh, it's pretty okay, you know, like, people can't really pick a side, but that prompts me to be like, uh, okay, then I'm, I'm probably settling in for a movie that's not actually very good. But then I watched it, and I really enjoyed it. So obviously I can't say if that's just because my expectations were low, but regardless, I thought this was a lot of fun, and a really great ode to stuff that I like, um, like the original kind of slasher movies like Halloween and... Uh, I was going to say Friday the Thirteenth. That's not true. I don't like that movie at all. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's one I do like. Uh, I think that it has sort of a creative take on that kind of premise, and it like freshens it up with, um, you know, very charismatic and good-looking killer, and a killer who kills in very creative ways and is able to keep getting away with it because, you know, not because he like dies but then comes back to life through a mystic cult or whatever, but because he um, you know, that he's committing murders with the car and there's no proof that it wasn't just a car crash. I think that's a really creative premise and I really like how the whole movie comes together. It's full of Tarantino's usual really snappy dialogue. Um, there's a lot of nice touches where it actually like looks like it's being projected, um, from a reel there's like moments where you see the cigarette burns on the film um there's like scratches on the film there's parts where it actually like skips and or it it kind of goes backwards where someone will be like yeah and then remember when and then and then remember when like it'll actually like physically be like choppy and just like go right back um i think that was really cool i know that tarantino is um is a a very strong proponent of movies should be shot on film and digital is the devil or um whatever he's never actually said that but it's not that far off i get the impression that quentin tarantino is someone who is a fascinating filmmaker but would be a fucking asshole and really annoying in real life um just a nightmare to talk to like a lot of his quotes are just like Okay, what okay, like like when he said something to the effect of like digital is just television on the big screen or something. Like what? That doesn't even make any sense. It's like as if film isn't shot on film, it's not valid. Like, dude, uh yeah, god forbid we evolve with the times and make movies infinitely easier to make. Like, come on, man, that's ridiculous. Think about how much easier it is now for uh, people to edit movies and to shoot movies, and for people who are just like you when you were a kid to just go out and actually start making stuff, rather than having to get my splicing tape and my reel-to-reel projector and like actually go in and like like I'm not knocking that. I'm it's a it's a craft. It's really impressive, and I don't begrudge anyone who prefers it. I, I mean I I understand. I'm just saying don't knock digital. Like come on man. It it's no one really notices and no one really cares um but regardless uh this movie is a great kind of ode to his love of the physical process of filmmaking you know actually like what i said cutting uh cutting it with uh scissor, or with the razor blade and slicing it with splicing tape like you know you get that feel watching this movie and i did appreciate that regardless of how i feel about his actual opinions on digital filmmaking Um, I also think that in terms of the two halves, it has really great both halves. They both serve as sort of like half movies that are really entertaining and for different reasons. Um, I think that there's a lot of really great buildup. In the first half, it's very fun and entertaining, and it kind of lulls you into this false sense of security and makes you feel like you know what kind of movie you're settling in for. And then, um, you know, you meet Kurt Russell's character, and if you know anything about the movie, you know that he is the villain, but he's still very charming right off the bat. Um, He's really charismatic, and he's really good at delivering the Tarantino dialogue. It makes him sound like a badass and like, uh, you know, a total ladies' man, and like, dang, this dude is... Stu is kind of a cool guy, and then um, when it takes that turn, um, well, first of all, I like that there are little moments where it, he's, you know, the between the writing and Kurt Russell's performance, there are little moments slipped in here and there where, like that, that calm cools a cucumber. Uh, ladies man facade sort of drops away and you're like what the fuck was that and then it's back to normal and it's like oh, okay so you kind of see like his dark side peeking through and then when it actually does take that turn and he, you know he's saying that whole thing about well if you would have gone right you know i could have done this later or whatever and then he starts driving the car like a maniac and being like it works a lot better in my seat like oh my god damn that's creepy he's really really good at playing that part of it too he's really creepy and he's like just once he goes full villain it's pretty awesome i really really like that part um and the car itself is so sick Uh, in terms of like saying about that love of movies and the love of old-fashioned filmmaking you can tell the tarantino is also not too crazy about digital effects and um the overuse of cgi and that's a that's an opinion i can definitely agree with um i i feel there are so many movies now that are just cg'd to death and would be so much better if they just left them alone but um in terms of you know the actual process of stunt crashes in uh, you know that was necessary to be employed in older movies if you wanted cars to crash on film. Um, there's a lot of love for that, and you know that old school way of doing things that's in this movie, and it also serves as kind of an educational aspect. I mean, like most people probably know, including my, or excuse me, most people probably don't know, including myself, how they were able to pull that off. And this movie does a pretty good job of explaining that, um, even if it's kind of to a ridiculous degree. And I really, really like that though, just the aspect of this car. It's a cool ass car. It looks really cool and all the stuff it can do and, and the kind of crashes it can survive. It's all really cool. I really appreciated that part of it as well. Um, and then once it transitioned into the second part of the movie, um, I I think I like this even better. Um, this group of girls is more entertaining to me. It's filled with a ton of recognizable faces. This whole movie is stars that were on the rise, but just hadn't quite you know gotten there yet. Uh, especially Rosario Dawson. That was the one that caught me off guard. I was like, is that Rosario Dawson? What's she doing in this movie? But um, that group... Uh, is when I think this movie becomes a little bit more of a traditional Tarantino movie. There's a lot of parts to um, the first sequence where it feels like Tarantino dialogue directed by someone else this movie feels much more like it's Tarantino directing Tarantino Um, there's the spinning camera move as they're talking in that restaurant it's very well directed um, and their conversation flows really well I love all their dialogue Uh, the transition from black and white to color and all the colors really pop and all the you know weird side characters they meet and the love for pop culture with that you know whole issue of Italian Vogue thing the the car the That they want to buy. Um, All this stuff feels very Tarantino, and it looks very Tarantino. And I think that um, that aesthetic is really cool and really breaks up the movie at this halfway point. Um, I don't think. Uh, the actual final car action sequence in this half of the movie is all that great. I think that's maybe my only complaint with the movie. There's a lot of parts where it's just like two cars and they're racing, but they're not really doing much except like scraping into each other. Like one will be like you know kind of trying to you know just like hit the side of the other car and it'll be like oh yeah and then it'll do it to the other car and then it'll just sorry i hit my mic uh, if you heard that in the audio um and then they're just keep hitting the sides of each other's cars and like you know trading paint but it's like okay can some, one of you you know crash or you know something cool um so i would say that that's maybe one of the only parts that i felt was kind of disappointing um, also, these girls are very weird, and that whole thing with like, okay, we need uh, two belts, and I'm going to put them in the door handle, or not the door handle, it's like the, like the top of the doors, and then I'm going to lay on the hood, and you're going to drive at like, you know, 70, 80 down this road, and I'm just going to like, lay on the hood. It's like, what? I've never heard of that in my life, I don't feel like this is a real thing because it doesn't make any sense. Um, This only works if you're driving down the most desolate stretch of road ever. And if these belts are like, you know, insanely strong, if they're enough to hold an entire person. Um, Also, I like it doesn't even seem that fun it's not like it just doesn't seem like it would really be fun it just seems like it'd be terrifying and then how does the person who's in the car see um I, I just didn't really get any of that. We have a challenger, which is not a flex. I'm just saying, stating a fact, and it's very difficult to see out of. So I know that there's absolutely no way that she like has any level of like depth perception of the hood or like anything. Like, I don't even understand how she's driving with this girl in the hood. Um, so all that I thought was, was very odd. Um, and I think that, the the only thing it's really good for is like the suspense of once he actually tracks them down and starts trying to run them off the road i'm like okay that i kind of get um and then when she goes off the hood i'm like oh no she's definitely dead like there's absolutely no way she just gets up like i'm okay without a scratch on her i'm like "Mm, no that's just no Uh, but actually though when they turn the tables on mike and they hunt him down and they have you know that big pole and they're like beating at the car and whacking him with it and stuff that was really cool and then when she's like all right let's go we're gonna go get this guy you know that was really badass and, and really cool like the whole role reversal aspect of the climax i thought was really fun and totally subverted expectations because you've obviously seen how the last um uh, the last uh sequence ended um the ending is very abrupt though once they actually do get him you know they, they get him to crash and then they start beating the shit out of him it's just like the end like oh okay um so that was another thing that i thought was very jarring i know that it's like an ode to whatever kind of old movies but i still think that most old movies didn't end like this but um regardless i think this was a very entertaining and very fun movie i think that it deserves to be looked at more uh more often in terms of quentin tarantino's filmography i really don't think that this movie is as bad as a lot of people have made it out to be and i actually think it's a lot of fun so yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed this one. This was really, really good and much better than I was expecting. All right. Before I get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for, um, oh, I'll tell you what, BBs. Um, there's a Benton dent store, uh, a little bit outside of where I live. It's just like down the highway, uh, a little while. um, but uh it is just one of the best stores that i've ever been to it has like some of the best deals you can get like so much stuff for like a dollar you can get like eight protein bars or whatever for like a dollar or or like six cans of seltzer for like a dollar and obviously these prices are unreal and normally this stuff costs so much more so when we go there it's a massive haul and we got to grab everything like you know just take a full advantage of the deals on some of the stuff that we don't normally get a lot of because it's pretty pricey. And I absolutely love going there. And we came back with an insane haul the last time. And I'm very grateful for how many things we were able to find. It was basically just like everything that I like, we got it and in massive quantities. So I'm very grateful for that. All right. You know the drill, right? If you subscribe wherever if you get your podcast, five stars is super helpful. After that, if you uh, want to come find the show, on the website, which is moviesandmorepod.com, which is linked below. You can find links to the links to the, all the episodes, uh, previously and every place you can listen to them along with a whole lot more. And, uh, if you have a friend in your life, you think would enjoy the show, please send them my way. I'd love to have them. Word of mouth is a great way to spread the word about the show. And so thank you if you have done all that and thank you in advance if you are going to, but in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And yeah, until next time, Well, damn, if you ain't so sweet, you make sugar taste like salt. Peace.